0: Hello and welcome to another Comedians interview for my blog, A Rich Comic Life. My name is Richard Gill and my blog describes my experiences of watching over 800 comedians and counting over the last 46 years. My guest today is the wonderful comedian, Miss Kelly Comby. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Hello! How are you? Lovely to see you
1: darling it's so lovely to see you too how are it's you also, it's usually we're in uh, well it's usually always be comedy isn't it well, usually i usually a, see you yeah, in, uh,
0: there or a comedy club yeah
1: and now now i now i'm finally in your home
0: <laughs> you can see my posh bookcase with all my comedy books behind me
1: it's very <laughs> impressive. as you can see my array is um
0: lovely not
1: quite the same
0: <laughs> anyway thank you so so much for doing this it's going to be, We're gonna have a chat about your comedy career, and um, uh, it's gonna last about forty-five minutes to an hour. And I'd like to go way back to the start and ask you, how did you become a comedian?
1: Oh wow! Like a lifetime ago now. Um, I um, I'd been writing. I'd been doing some uh, professional like writing, right. and um, I'd sort of my friends were saying, "Oh, this is really quite funny." Um, and, and my friend had always been on at me to do stand-up. But when I started doing the writing and the blogs and stuff, she was like, you really need to try this on stage. And I said, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> and it, it always just seemed like, I'm sure everyone says, it's just like, oh, I'd love to do it, but it, but never in a million years am I I going to do stand-up. Um, and then she we got drunk. And, of course. Um, and uh, <laughs> of course, which usually are the start of all of my co- uh, stories. Um, and um, we, I applied to um, the Cavendish Arms in Stockwell. Know it well, um, yes, Comedy Virgins yeah. try out for the very first time. And I, I applied thinking, oh, they'll never reply to me. They just won't get back to me. And then, uh, lovely show from Cavendish. She replied and said you're on in two weeks. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I I just, I spent the next two weeks writing out my best Tinder material. Um, it was a very, uh, I mean, I, I shuddered think what I said on that stage. I bet it was but, wonderful. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, no, do you know what, Rich? I can remember some, some of it. It was... um <laughs> I, I was single at the time and right. all of my material was based around that, obviously, so desperate. And uh, I was I was almost using my gigs as a sort of, you know, a, a speed dating event. Um, <laughs> and I and I had this gig... Uh, it was something about me going to barbecues, all my friends being in relationships. Right. But the only thing I had in common was, was with the cheese singles. Right. Um, I was... Right. I, was, I was a bit single, individually wrapped, and just trying to get a bit of meat or something. I It, it, was, terrible. it was terrible. I love it. <laughs> Maybe I should bring that bit back. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I remember it so clearly. I was. I was on my way uh, to the gig and right. I've never had this before or after in my life. I was so nervous. My palms were sweating. I sound like Eminem. But my palms were sweating so much that it was actually dripping down my arms. Wow. I was so... Because I'd, I'd never, uh, even at school or anything, been on the stage. I'd never done anything like that. and um, And then it was this weird moment. I went up there... And I was really scared, but as soon as I went up there, I went, oh my God, this is, this is it. This is, I actually feel really, everyone's looking at me and I love it. And um, it just, it just felt right. And then I was, I was addicted from that point on. So what year was this? that was um, march 2016
0: i like the month as well that's, that's yeah lovely. i remember it yeah yeah, yeah. well i i uh, the first thing i ever did at school i played dopey the dwarf and on <laughs> and in the seven Dwarfs. And because i'm tall i had to kneel down so i had giant shoes on and my and my knees were in agony this was at primary school and then and then i did, <laughs> and then i did a, i did a bit of amateur dramatics when i worked in the civil service I played uh, Oscar in the Odd Couple, the Neil Simon comedy, and that was hysterical. And then I wrote my own play. And then I thought, right, I'm gonna give because I've had a go at stand up, and and this is why a reason why I wrote the blog because um, it, I I look at the blog as an enthuse to all the heroes that can get up there and do it, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. Um, mm-hmm. I I I had a go. It was a it was a gong show. I've told, oh, this, no, I've, I've, I've told this to many a comedian, it was a gong show for old folk at the Edinburgh Festival <laughs> and uh, the, the promoter said to me, go on on a Monday afternoon, rainy Monday afternoon and you, you'll be brilliant. So I walked out, there was three people in the crowd and I walked out mm. and the first line was um, people think I look like Eddie the Eagle Edwards but I can't see the resemblance myself because I am his double <laughs> and I thought that's going to get a, a killer of a laugh <laughs> some old bloke in the back just went Fuck off and gong me. <laughs> <laughs> so the promoter... To be fair, that sounds like a lot of my Edinburgh
1: gigs as well, mate. Don't so, the, worry. so,
0: so the promoter then said, "Have another go." Did exactly the same thing, and I said, "I'm much suited for the audience. I've got the laugh. I'll support them forevermore." That's me, anyway. Um,
1: I love that you gave it a no, go. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, what was your first ever gig like, and
1: and where was it? what what was it like so yeah it was at the cavendish arms i was on um so basically the setup i'm sure you've been down there but the setup for the night is about there's about i don't know about 157 people on the bill and (laughs) (laughs) there's there's there's, they pack them in and everyone has five minutes to sort of you know and it's called comedy virgins because it's. i mean it's either people that are very new or this is literally their first time yeah so um, I was on, like, there must have been about 12, 13 people before me. You know, by that point, you know, you're like, oh, my God. I think I'd forgotten that I was even going on, you know. Was just like, <laughs> I was thinking, bloody, it was like half past 11, and I'm sitting there. And um, then they called me up, and I, it was almost like an out-of-body experience. I kind of went, oh, go on then. And I don't know. <laughs> went up there and um that first laugh oh
0: uh, amazing
1: uh, like, like it was just like wow and then as soon as the laugh came it just it just propelled me to just really enjoy
0: yeah
1: oh yeah and then i forgot about everything else and it's a sort of, sort of um competition uh you know the the audience choose their favorite act of the night and i came second um Fantastic. so uh, i felt like it went well even with that you know the 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 cheese slice material <laughs> i seemed to uh seemed to seem to do really well so um i went back there i think the following month and the following month and um but it i think that for, as first gigs go it actually went quite well brilliant you know considering based on your first gig i mean it went bloody well well that's my
0: last gig <laughs> 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 um
1: i don't blame you <laughs> i
0: i know brendan o'donoghue very well the compare and he was at uh he oh. did the comedy virgins for years and he's been on this interview, and the support for all the new comedians is phenomenal. And I've been there many a time. I know a lot of new material, uh, new comedians, and I'm the one who's the friend who goes along and has to laugh in all the right places.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> but you, you've
1: got brilliant laughs.
0: So. You're very kind. <laughs> but but watching um, them develop is just amazing. You know, from nothing up to really really big.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Brendan was the host of my first gig.
0: Right, right. Oh brilliant, that's lovely. Um, So what do you like to talk about on stage?
1: I mean, (laughs) myself. um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Correct answer. Um, yeah it's totally evolved over time i mean it's always about my life and and things that i am experiencing or have experienced yeah. and um you know but it's changed so much so it, when i first started doing comedy i mean god it must have been such a nightmare for people to watch me i was like going up there and because i was single as well i used to get really doled up to go and and say i'm so single you know um and it was all about tinder and trying to find love and oh woe betide me i can't find a man um and um then i you know i met my partner bruce and and then it was all about how loved up i was and then And then my material was all about, basically, when will he ask me to marry him? Um, which was a material that I especially did when he came to the gigs. Just of so,
0: like, <laughs> he back. Sort of like give him a hint.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was, there was quite a few hints across the, 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 the t- period of time. Yeah. And then we got engaged and then, you know, get in our house. So it really has been an evolution of of my life really um and i feel like that's something that as i'm getting better i feel like i want to kind of not necessarily come away from that but just talk about border issues yeah but i feel like um i'm it, still very new you know as a novice i feel like the main thing that i can draw upon and myself because i can laugh at myself without reprieve from anything else you know it's 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 a fairly easy subject. Cause,
0: yes. Yeah. 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 They,
1: you know. but,
0: but it's all experience, you know. The more you do, the more you do the the the, not necessarily better, but the more experienced you get. You know, it's it's because because you're bound to have difficult nights and good nights. But it is all experience to keep going. You know, and and, it's wonderful to see.
1: Yeah, it's definitely like as as it sort of progressed and the, the the bigger gigs that I've done and. Yeah. You know, the, the just, I mean, and the bad gigs, the ones that have gone wrong are the ones I've learned the most from. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, you, no one is just instantly good at stand up. <laughs> like you can have, a, you can have a talent for it, but no one's just like walking in and, and second, you know, they walk in, they're on this TV. Yeah. It, it's something you have to learn because there's so many little things and, just, you know, if I hadn't have done that specific gig, I wouldn't have that specific joke Exactly, and yeah. things like that, you know, and, and you know, without gigging, you, you're, that muscle just doesn't get used. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um,
0: did you find it at all difficult to break through into comedy?
1: Um... I don't think I did no. in terms of like getting signed in that. I think I was very very lucky, and I'd be a fool not to sort of you know acknowledge that. Um, I I was sort of within six months of starting, I was doing the big uh, comedy finals up in Edinburgh and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And then from that, you know, you have the opportunity for agents to see you. And within a year of from starting in the March 2016, I was signed to my agent in 2017. That's amazing. Which I think is amazing. And, and I, I'm so, so grateful. Uh, you know, I, I can't even put it into words how grateful I am. I do feel like that I was, you know, it's timing. I, you know, they were looking for more women. Like, you know, there are, there are factors to do with that, I do yeah. believe. But... Um, I think I was very fortunate because I know people work for years and years and I'm sure that they were looking at me at the time like, congratulations, <laughs> really happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's,
0: no, it is. The, the, the meteoric rise you've had has been brilliant. Um, in, in 2016, you were a competition finalist for So You Think You're Funny and a semi-finalist for Funny Women and the Leicester Square New Comedian of the Year. Yeah. Um, that is, in again, amazing. Describe those experiences. What do you think of entering competitions? Do you feel as though you had to do it to progress, or how, how did you...? Yeah, I, th-
1: I think that looking back, like, um, they, they, they are... They are the reason why I got agents to see me, you know, right. when you're doing unpaid um, open mic gigs and stuff, agents don't tend to come to those. Right. And right. so um, I feel like they were the platform for me to be seen on, on a different level and a more... Um, you know, professional level. Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, it it was definitely very early in my career. I don't know. I don't regret doing them that early, but I I don't know if a bit more experience doing them a bit later, maybe a year in, you know, I might have like maybe won them or, you know, I I didn't ever sort of win. (laughs) Um, But do you know what? I just look at those competitions as it really wasn't about winning it was just about getting seen
0: right
1: from a, from a you know from a, a professional business perspective yeah
0: yeah.
1: it's a platform that any anytime there's a platform presented to you you have to take them so I'm ever grateful for those competitions because you know especially like the So You Think You're Funny that, that put me in Edinburgh six months into my you know six months into doing open mics just yeah, yeah. bam straight yeah. into Edinburgh and yeah. it was like Whoa. And, and I didn't really understand the world of comedy at that time. I was just doing it. I loved it. Um, I wasn't working at the time. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was all in. I was doing seven gigs a week. And the only alternative than doing the gigs was doing the competitions.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah.
1: You know, applied to them and definitely changed the game for me, for sure.
0: I went on a half day writing course. Uh, for Amused Moose to to because um, the, the, they said oh you're right, we see you're writing a blog this this may help this course so I went along and I was with a load of reviewers and they went round all the people and uh, they came to me and they said we forget about you, what, what, what you? I said I said well I'm not a reviewer, I'm not a diarist, I'm not a reporter, I'm not a critique, I'm a member of the audience and I have a great time when I go to the comedy and I just go and enjoy it and that's why I'm saying the blog's and enthuse because it is a celebration of such a positive art form you know you, you mu- it must be wonderful to be part of it
1: yeah I mean I think that you definitely have the best t- best time out of everyone including <laughs> the
0: <comedian>. I think <laughs> I'm just too loud <laughs> no,
1: I, it's just so lovely when yes. you know it's, um, you, you know and for it's 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 just such a. I, I don't, it's like a drug. It's yeah, like a yeah. buzz that you get from, um, and I'm not going to even go like oh from making people happy because there is a sort of you know there's a thing within you that it's craving that it's like love me just love yeah, me yeah, yeah
0: yeah
1: but at the same time you know. In the very same instance, you wanting people to love you, the reason why you do it is to make them happy. So, right. I've always, always, and I think that's why my friends have always said to me, Sure is that I, I I, don't care what I'm doing. If I'm making someone laugh, it's my, I love it. You know, my friends' mums used to hate it when I used to come stay. Yeah. Because. It'd be three, four in the morning, and I'm keeping them up because all they can hear is us giggling, and it's it's a great feeling oh, to make people laugh. Yeah. It's why I got into trouble at school, and you know, yeah. Yeah. I was the naughty girl at school because it made the class laugh. You know, that's brilliant. I mean, it didn't get me very good GCSEs, but it made everyone laugh. Yeah,
0: yeah, that is that is brilliant. Um, who have been your mentors that have helped you on your comic journey? Have, have you had any, or who who supports you?
1: Um, I like I know that certain people have like an actual mentor. Right. Um, I I haven't really got a men- mentor as a specific person. Right. But I've worked with some of the most amazing comedians that. I've just t- taken... I don't think they've realised how much they've influenced me and how much I've learned from just watching them. Um, Russell Kane is uh, the most insane, clever, genius comedian. Like, I would hate to be inside his brain. Um <laughs> because, he is insane. He, um,
0: he is extraordinary because he's one of those comedians that can take a word and just fly with it.
1: Oh yeah, it's I extraordinary. mean, and and you know, forgetting his skills on the stage, yeah. it's uh, his scientific understanding of the whole game is um, is is uh, is incredible to me. So I started gigging with Russell really early because we have the same agent. And he put us together and um i say this story all the time but i just always remember being completely like oh <laughs> <laughs> he was like um i got to the gig and i was just excited i was like oh my god i'm gigging with russell kane like this is amazing yeah, yeah. and um then i got there and uh he was like have you seen the room terrible room and i was like what i don't know what you mean he's like you know it's really long i was like okay like does that mean that more people can get in I don't. Know. <laughs> and he's like no the thing is the stage is really high the room is really long the ceilings are really high wow. so you, you're going to lose a lot of the laughter into the ceiling and when you when you want to talk to someone you've got to come because the ceilings because um, the stage is really high you've got to get down low because otherwise it's in intim- all this stuff i
0: mean you I and was all. Like,
1: Oh my god, you have to consider that as well. I'm just trying to remember my material, like, yeah. and um, so he's taught me a lot about stagecraft and um, things like that. Uh, like Alan Carr is the best comedian in the world, and um, I've, I've, I've gigged with him, I've supported him on tour, and like watching him is, I feel like, I we have a very or I would love to think we have a very similar way of doing stand-up and and a presence. And, um, yeah, I would love to be able to sort of emulate him in a a tenth of his stage presence. Um, So I think that there's, and and I could name so many more without just sounding like I'm name-dropping, because there's there's other people that, you know, are on my level, or even open micers, if you just watch people you will go oh i like what you did there <laughs> oh oh my god that is so good why didn't i think that you know and it's it's not material it's comebacks or it's um dealing with a you know i think sean walsh did it once where someone you know you always get the smashed glass on the floor yeah smashed glass. i think he said something i mean like oh my dad's in you know the whole room it's a very it's simple incredible network.
0: comeback isn't it yeah
1: and you go oh okay <laughs> like yeah don't ignore the glass breaking say something yeah, you know yeah yeah, um, yeah. It so, is. Uh, it, to yeah.
0: me to me it's like this other level with, with either comebacks or just stage presence or not being, not saying anything, and like twiddling glasses, like Eric Morcombe, or the hat with Tommy Cooper, or the prop, or whatever. Um, yeah. There's this other level, I think, that just makes them stand out. It's 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 extraordinary to watch. Um, yes. I have seen you many times. Uh, always be comedy.
1: Yes.
0: How do you cope? If you cope with any nerves before you go on stage, do you get nervous at all?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I think it depends on the gig. Right. So I remember the first time I did always be comedy. Yeah. I I was really nervous. I hadn't done the room before. And then, you know, and then James his skill with the audience yeah. is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, he's definitely the best compare for sure. And um yeah if he's watching book me um Um, uh, uh, but um you know and then and then the nerves go away because you feel you feel safe in the room yes but there'll be other ones where you're like i don't think this is gonna go well like you can tell from the room like you know, sometimes you just walk in, you're like, this is this is really... I'm going to have to claw back to try and do something here. So there's those ones or there's the really big gigs. Um, first time I did Edinburgh Playhouse, yeah, which is 3,000-seater. Huge. Wow. Yes, yeah. And, uh, it was just a showcase for Curb, you know. It yeah, yeah. Doing- yeah. And, and um, I, I was only doing a five-minute set and I was side stage you you have your mic ready to go on and my eyes were rolling back in my and my agents were like are you okay are you right and i was so <laughs> fine <laughs> i'm fine <laughs> and i was i was beyond nervous that
0: must have been daunting
1: yeah it was so so nerve-wracking because it was just the not knowing i hadn't done anything like that at that stage and then as soon as i got my first laugh off when i went out um, i was fine and now i can't wait to do the playhouse again you know because Fantastic. because I've, I've i've done it i think those nerves go once yeah, you've yeah, done it
0: yeah mm. yeah that's 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 and again it's all experience isn't it the more you do i i, I presume that the the less nervous you get or, or the nerves go because you you have a you have a routine that you believe is that good and you you go out and you just go right i'm gonna i'm gonna make you laugh you know and, yeah. and and you go out with that attitude um let's move on to edinburgh i saw you perform your debut show telephone voice at the edinburgh fringe in 2019 and just as an aside i was absolutely delighted that i featured in the show <laughs>
1: How can you not? <laughs> uh,
0: please describe your writing process and where you get your ideas from. Where did you get the idea from, from it from?
1: Um, well, thank you very much for coming to my debut hour. You uh, made it. up one seat of about um, 10 people that come for the whole month. Um, <laughs> it you was, made it us was laugh,
0: a... sweetheart. You made us laugh. Yeah, it
1: was, uh, <laughs> um, It was that show. That show was sort of, sort of, coming together of where I grew up in Chatham, and coming from a working class upbringing, and then my adult life being very privileged, really. And um, the telephone voice idea was that everyone's got that, you know. I I go in and out of it sometimes you know I speak quite well to certain people um, and you should take it as a compliment Rich that I don't put on that voice with you Um,
0: (laughs) of course of
1: course (laughs) (laughs) I feel comfortable enough with you to be myself but (laughs) um, you know it was a process of leaving Chatham, going to university realising when I was growing up in Chatham it was like the cool thing was to be as chavvy as possible you know so I got my you know what my I my mean, you know you'd put put it on more <laughs> than, than what you naturally spoke like yeah, you, wouldn't, yeah. you know you've got all these kids standing on street corners talking like that and they go home to their mum they're like what's what's for dinner mum mm-hmm. you know it's not so then I went to university and realized that Actually, outside of chatting, that's really not cool. Like, <laughs> it's actually... No, it's quite the opposite. People try and speak properly to, yes. to give themselves a bit of stature in life. And then I went through all my jobs and stuff, um, and uh, I had some very high-profile corporate jobs before I started uh, started uh, comedy. Yeah. And, you know, I, I never felt like I could walk into a meeting and speak in my natural accent, you know, I I was always sort of, you know, lovely to meet you, it's great to be here, you know, that's kind of everything, you know, and then it was only when I started doing stand-up that, you know, my accent come back quite strong. Even now, when I watch videos, my Chatham accent is much stronger on stage than it is in normal life. You know, I come on, you are everybody! (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like a defense mechanism or something. So that was what the idea of telephone voice was is that, you know, it was actually when I found comedy, is that I actually found that who I am and the way I speak is actually okay and acceptable, yeah, finally, course. in something that I love doing. Yeah. So. Um- whether that came across or not, I'm not
0: sure, Rich. It did. I, 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 th- I thought it was a, I thought it was a perfectly constructed hour of your growing up, really, and your and your upbringing, and and to the point where you were to your first Edinburgh. I thought, I, th- I, I thought it was a terrific show. I really did enjoy it. Um, how do you remember all your stories and routines? Um, do you have a notepad? Think, do you do you practice?
1: Um, um, I think I think I have new bits that I I put in, and um, I tend to always group them. Right. I tend to always, and I think when I, I think with time and with experience, I would hope that I don't rely on those groupings so much because sometimes you'll rely on a previous joke to get you into that next joke and if you haven't said that previous joke that next joke doesn't have quite the gravity of the, the first one if that makes sense right. um so i usually group them in threes so it's usually like oh i did i do that joke and that punchline will set up the next story um right. So, but you know what? It's so weird. Like you, you're talking, and then in your mind, your head is going, well, "You better remember the punchline because it's coming right now." Even that, you're like, oh, have you went, "Oh, I mean, you've forgotten that bit. You've forgotten that <laughs> bit." Like you know, it's all going on up there while you're delivering. Yeah, it's yeah. It's definitely a job for a psychopath. Oh, that's wow, for sure. Wow. No,
0: no, <laughs> it's 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 a good answer because um, you have to. Not only do you have to project yourself and, and be, pre- be present on stage, all the remembering of it, it must be, it must be daunting but wonderful when, it, when you get the response back. I think, I think that's why a lot of the comedians do it
1: yeah for sure like i think that when when uh obviously lockdown happened and then yeah. there was the summer there was a summer period after that first lockdown where some outdoor gigs were allowed to happen again yeah. and i remember the first one that i did that exact thing happened where i was halfway through the setup and because that muscle hadn't been used in ages i was halfway through the setup and i was like you better remember it because there is a hundred people staring at you right now and you don't know the punchline. Don't know the punchline, do you? Don't know the punchline. Then, <laughs> somewhere out of nowhere it comes, yeah. and then you're like, oh, and then you get the laugh. And then the laugh brings on energy for the next bit, and then you you know, and it it really is a sort of um learning to walk again yeah, kind yeah, of. Situation. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I wrote a play because uh, f- uh, I wanted to raise a bit of money for Comic Relief, and we put three shows on. I, I wrote a play called The Applicant, and uh, it was a it was about me coming down to London from Carlisle, and I had a I had a very successful girlfriend, but I couldn't get a job. So each um, scene was. Uh, a, um, a, I was in a waiting room waiting for my interview, and then my friend would come on and take the part of, play the part of the interviewer, and he would he's very good at accents, and and mm. so, so so it was all about me, and um, uh, I ran out and the audience with, I was like a rabbit in headlights, and I get nervous, so I start talking to them because I'm waiting for this interview, so of course the first bit's all monologue, so it builds up this story. And the first night we put it on, I'd spent 10 weeks rehearsing it and I ran out and I I forgot forgot the monologue. I was like, (laughs) it was just, and it was like all this work that had gone into it. And um, uh, yeah. I, I said, I managed to get my best joke out. It was called Norman Oliver Hope. So he would sign things, no hope. <laughs> <Nice>. And uh, <laughs> it, uh, yeah. and it was just like, my name's Norman Oliver Hope, Carlisle, dad, works in a sweet shop. And, and it's like, <laughs> oh, this is like just, but when my friend came on, it was better because we he, he, we could banter, you know, We, we and, and I brought it back up again. But the Thursday and the Friday night, we did it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The Thursday and the Friday night, I didn't put a foot wrong. <laughs>
1: no, it's just like it's all there. Yeah, it yeah. is all there, and, and your your brain is just all like, not today, buddy. Not today,
0: oh, I, I am right yeah. on
1: strike.
0: <laughs> it was it was an extraordinary experience. Um, you mentioned earlier about Russell Kane and Alan Carr. You toured separately with those. Two fantastic yes. comedians. Um, you touched on what it was like touring with them, but what was the experience like? Because it must have been Alan Carr, I would guess, and Russell Kane would be big theatres or arenas.
1: Um, so, um, well, we are. Me- I'm meant to be currently doing Alan's proper arena tour. Wow. Uh, which will be brilliant um, when it finally happens. It was meant to start in September last year. So so that's being delayed. So with Alan's, it was... um, Alan hadn't done stand-up in ages, you know. He's been doing TV work and stuff. So um, to get his material together and to essentially write the show, we went just doing um, work-in-progress tours. So they were just, like, 300-seaters, you know, in, in these villages in, like, the the arse end of nowhere. And, you know, <laughs> they are, I mean, literally doing it in, like, the scout hut. And these people are so grateful because we've come to their village and nothing ever happens there. And they're just sort of like, Alan Alan Carr? And, and you know, they, they literally can't be they are like, you know, we thought it was gonna be an impersonator, not actually <laughs> Alan Bond. And and they genuinely and then you know, you'd come out the show at the end and it's not like a big theatre you can sort of sneak out. Yeah, yeah. You know, come come out the uh, come out the, the, the you know, the local council <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, they're all waiting for Alan, yeah, you yeah, know, and yeah you come out and they're they i'm just standing there holding phones taking the photos of all these people and they're like you get of fast they're like you weren't really good as well you weren't oh, really so, good you know? oh, well <laughs> and, i don't know i don't know what to say
0: about that i feel sorry for you
1: <laughs> no you know what it's just it's just like one of those things where it's um it's just it's just such a pleasure and honour yeah. honour to be yeah. there and and hopefully one day you know some little pipsqueak is going to be taking photos of me with. Well, I will. I, I, I already have. <laughs>
0: you have indeed. I um, I um I've seen a lot of Russell Kane online doing his comedy online, and he's a perfect visual comedian. He's just he, he yes. darts around that. Um yeah. and, and with with Alan Carr. Um, uh, my home city is Carlisle, and he always plays there as one of these smaller venues. And what yeah. was wonderful to see from him was how much research he'd done for the place he was in. So he'd so so he'd like walk out and he'd go, "Where the hell am I?" and then have three pinpoint jokes purely for that audience. And they're yeah. with him, and he's and he's off, he's, he's away. I met him, and he's just hilarious. Oh hello, who are you? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> love it. I love I love him to
1: pieces. I, yeah, I really, yeah, yeah, yeah with him.
0: But that's that's wonderful that that, that you've toured with them. Um, do mm-hmm. you have any ambitions as a comedian? Would you like to be on TV? Would you like your own chat show? Would you like uh, to host a quiz show? Have you had any thoughts about this?
1: I mean, all of the above would be lovely. <laughs> yeah. um, it would be lovely. Um, do you know what? I, I, yes. I'll, all of those things <laughs> I would love to do. I would love to be um, one of those people where I'm more um, a funny person that they can put in things. You know, yeah, I yeah. would love that. You know, like Alan's very good at that. Like, you know, he's 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 just very funny. He's known to be funny. Let's put him in this, this and this and that. Um so that that would be the uh, that would be the ultimate dream. I would love that. Um, but for me for now, I mean I've been doing it I, I mean say five years, but I won't count the last year. No, no. Um, and um, it's still really early doors. so I I would love to I think that yes, I would love all those things, but I don't think you can really get those things without building it yes, first yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that, those, that fan base and all those people first so i don't expect to jump over and do a bloody love island and no. <laughs> find myself you know presenting you know with holly willoughby maybe. you know I, I don't i don't you know i'm not looking for a leapfrog but um you know that said if anyone wants to be on uh you know, there something, you are. Um, <laughs> so yeah
0: uh, who are your favorite comedians past and present
1: oh um I would say Lee Evans ultimate um I I remember like that was my first Lee Evans and Joe Brand were my like entry level into stand up that was like I my earliest memory knowing what stand up was Lee Evans was like I love this man um (laughs) and I mean it, it needs no explanation it's Lee Evans yeah he's brilliant. The visual um, face. But then I always the remember person. watching the, the, the face and every every expression that yeah. he makes. Yeah. But also what I really love is that he's he's someone that sweats just as much as me. Because I <laughs> if, if I was up there in those boots, <laughs> I'd be sweating like that as well. <laughs> um so he's definitely an inspiration to me. Joe Brand, I always remember watching. Being far too young to know what she was talking about, but loving what she was saying.
0: It's a I think way that of Like delivery, she was like a yeah.
1: yeah, and just a woman at being up there and, and just literally just not giving a shit, like yeah. you know. But in a really really funny way. And I I I always I can vividly remember watching her when I was really little, and just thinking wow, like she's fierce, you know, and I don't think women have, were really like that on the telly then, you know, she, you know, she was scary, but in a really like amazing, incredible yeah, way. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'd say like, like classic Lee Evans, Joe Brand together, that would just be perfect if I could be in the, the sort of middle of that Venn diagram, I would love to, to be there, that'd be sh- for I, sure. I
0: first saw Lee Evans at the Manchester Comedy Festival in the early 90s and he did wow. half an hour with Jeff Green. So you had Jeff Green's brilliant intelligent delivery and then you had Lee Evans' manic uh, visual humour <laughs> and it was extraordinary. And um, I saw Joe Brand a few times, uh, I saw her in Kingston and I saw her at the Fringe and she delivered a perfect hour at the Fringe and I was rushing to my next show and she ran past me and I went, oh Joe you were fantastic! She went, cheers darling! And ran off. <laughs> <laughs> she knew I'd obviously talking about her. She's wonderful. Um, like me, do you go to a lot of comedy gigs as a member of the audience?
1: no i don't think anyone goes to as many as you do rich to be fair but um (laughs) every comedian uh, i've asked has said no (laughs) no no, um no i i don't if i'm honest um i think it when you know when everything's up and normal you're doing it five to seven times a week anyway um and um (sighs) no I, i i think it's almost like asking a Chef, do they watch cookery programs? <laughs> I don't know if they do, you know. Um, I, I love comedy and, and if I'm there and I'm, I'm watching it, then great, but I don't think in my time off, I'd no, then go no. and sit in a comedy club. Even,
0: even even I can't do it seven days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you, uh, Do, mean,
0: do, do you, as, a, as an extension of that, um, if you're on a comedy bill, would you stay and watch the rest of the comedians?
1: Depends who it is, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, it depends who it is. If I'm yeah. if I'm really brutally honest, um, but uh, no, if if, look, if I've seen them before, yeah, yeah, you know, and I know what their material. It's like, I mean, but. Um, if, if i'm intrigued then yes but it's usually you just you've done your bit you know yeah, it, it yeah. does become a job as much as you yeah. love it it's bec- it's your job you just want to do your bit earn your money and uh yeah. you know get home because i i want to get home to bruce like, i i i think that some people are you know dedicated to comedy and they live yeah. and breathe it but yeah. i do have a life of course outside of it you the, know the, the, reason we seem
0: I, the reason I've asked those last two questions about going to the comedy and your favorite comedians there's a section in my blog called the ones that got away and I've listed 25 acts that have either sadly passed on or I just have not had a chance to see because every one I go to I, I, I have these wonderful memories of them my my first gig was Les Dawson in 1977 And then, uh, 76. And then I saw Tommy Cooper. And and Les Dawson, uh, he did the classic routine right at the end of his, for the encore. I always have this argument with my brother. I thought it was my grandma who was late for the show and she had to crawl down in front of the uh, uh, stage. And he gets her out of the corner of his eye and he takes the mickey out of her for the rest of the show. And the encore was, ladies and gentlemen, we're very privileged tonight to have the chairwoman of the Scarborough Women's Institute in the audience tonight, and pointed at my grandma, and he went, and he went, and he went. It's a birthday today, and she's 111 years old, <laughs> and the whole audience clapped and cheered. I want you all to sing Happy Birthday with me. So he starts on the piano playing badly my. Happy Birthday, and halfway th- everybody's joining in, and halfway through he looks to the wings, and went what? Oh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, she's not 111. She's ill. <laughs> 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 and the curtain just That's comes brilliant. down. It was, it was just the best. I love That's that. comedian. Um, so yeah, they all have a lot of memories for me. And, and, and of course, being in the pro- profession, they must give you experience and awe of watching them because they're your heroes as well, you know. So um, it's, it, it's wonderful. Um, 2020 has been a very strange year and now um, for everyone. Um how have you found online gigs as opposed to stand live stand up? Have you done many online gigs? Do you like doing um, them?
1: Yeah, I've done a couple. Yeah. Um I I have if people have asked me, I, I've definitely not said no. Yeah. You know, um that's that's for sure. Um I I haven't gone out searching for them just purely because I I just don't feel like it's the same thing. Right. Um You know, like there's been a couple of times I've done them and, you you, you know, people, when they're in their own home and they're watching a gig, they don't have any of the etiquette or, you know, and they're they're totally forgiven for it because they're in their bloody front room.
0: Yeah.
1: And they don't realise that you can see them if it's got the little audience thing. You know, there's this one woman, she's like eating her, eating her noodles, you know, they're all you know and she's right there and she's caught my eye and I'm like looking at her the whole time (laughs) she's just eating her noodles just looking like really sad and then she's like talking to her husband like well no I don't know I don't know you know she's got another one another one (laughs) another one was there was all the all the people's faces and um it was kind of alright but the the audience the whole thing were a little bit subdued you know and um and I, I was focusing on this one woman right at the top because she was just like, like, <laughs> the top. Was like oh my God, she is really enjoying this. This is brilliant. And then towards the end of my set, I realized it was the thumbnail picture of her. Oh like, no. It wasn't even her camera. It was just. Oh <laughs> that's no, that's awful. Yeah, so oh. you know, so they they're not the same. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone will say that they prefer them. I think it's brilliant and innovative that yeah. that you know people have carried them on and want to carry on, and people come to watch them, which I think is brilliant. Um, but I, please, I want to get back in the club. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not, I want my audience back. You I'm,
0: know, I'm exactly like you. I I think they're a fantastic substitute. But you can't beat live comedy,
1: um, no, I... and
0: and and I miss going out on a Saturday night having a few beers and then a real belly laugh at a, com- at a decent comedy club. Um, the the online gigs I go to always be comedy. I go to Return of the Crack, the Irish one on a Friday night with Jarlith Regan. That's brilliant, and I've been oh, to Happy, I've, I've been to Happy Mondays with Sean James as well. And when they first started. Um, there was no audio, so of course, with me with my laugh, I was just laughing loudly at four walls, and I thought the neighbours were going to come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> but then of I'm course, i sure they've
1: been next to you long enough to know that you're you're laugh by now. I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> but but
0: but but then of course, um, or a uh, James Gill and I was becoming had the bright idea to open up the front row, and they yeah. can banter with the comedians and and the laugh the laugh helps them enormously but it but it is not the same there they, you know it's wonderful that there is the appetite for it um and i don't know how i would have got through lockdown without it but by god please come back live soon maybe maybe by yeah. the time this interview is goes out maybe we are back live i don't know well, um, I hope so. hopefully hopefully just before we go and i've much enjoyed this um is there anything else you would like to say? Uh, have you got any? Are you, are you writing any shows? Where can folk find you on social media? Do you have any podcasts?
1: Anything like that? Uh, that, that sounded very funny. Speak now, or forever hold your <laughs> peace. <laughs> Is there anything that you've got to say for yourself before we go? Um, <laughs> um, I I haven't really I haven't really got anything coming out. I've been working across lockdown. Um, on some, you know, on a, on a sitcom, uh, two sitcoms, but wow. with, yeah, they're 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 so in development. You know, they're not they've not been options or anything like that, but that they're, they're written and hopeful. Um wow. So yeah, one well, yeah of one's about dad, and, yeah one's one's about um, my 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 sort of traveller uh, extension of my family are all travellers um but um these things are so far in advance that there's no point googling it because something would have you know we'll have an alien invasion before any chance of it coming to life so you know um i've been working on that but no so nothing really particular i'm on social media it's kelly Convy, uh kelly underscore Convy. I'm, I'm on tiktok and i try out new material on tiktok sometimes yeah. um and uh but you know it's like i'm just hunkered down I'm, I'm 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 waiting and ready to just come back properly you know live for me is 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 my job and um you know just waiting for it to come back so and then hopefully i'll you know you can come and see me live when, well I'm, I'm gonna be at the front out. of
0: the queue because I, I i i think you're absolutely hilarious i've loved you every time i've seen you live i wish you every success and thank you so much for doing this oh
1: you're gonna make me cry rich thank you so much <laughs> for having me. you're such a sweetheart
0: well no no, no genuinely it, it is you are one of the best, I'm telling you. Keep, keep doing what you do, and I'll see you live very, very soon. All the Thanks, best to you. Thanks, my love. Thanks now. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to a Rich Comic Life podcast, and I hope you've enjoyed the interview. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can also watch the video interview on my YouTube channel. More Comedians interviews will be added to both the podcast and my YouTube channel every weekend. Please go to www.arichcomiclife.blog to access the menu for all my blogs, the YouTube videos, the podcast and more. And please keep listening, watching and reading about my experiences of watching stand-up comedy. Thanks again and best wishes, Richard Gill.